I promise you there are no missing pieces. Yeah, they are all the same puzzle as well. Do you think? Very, it's a very profound picture. Okay. Right. It's going together much quicker now. They've got a picture. In life, it's quite hard to see what we're doing sometimes, and we don't have the picture to see the end result. But now they've got this picture, I can believe me, the pieces are going together. So they've got instructions. We need instructions, some people call them rules. Adrian's got a book that he uses lots. And I use it every time. It's beekeeping for dummies for anybody who's on Zoom. I use it quite a lot to make feed for the, for the bees, because I always make the feed, because it's less messy if I make the feed. So there's an instruction book. What's that? Fantastic. I thought with um, navigational aids today, they might not know what a map was. But that's a map. And that, this is Yeovil and Sat, yeah, Sat now. Um, Yeovil and Somerset, that one is. So if you're going for a walk or you want to find something, you can use a map. But in life, this is all happening here now, in life, some of us who love Jesus might use this, hopefully do use this, as part of our instructions. And in here, there are loads, loads and loads of guidelines, and we're going to talk more about those a bit later. Um, lots and lots of instructions. And we have to trust God because we can't see the complete picture. We never see the complete picture. But we have to trust God that one day we will know the complete picture, but it won't be for a very long time. Okay, um, I'm going to hand over to Adrian now. <laughs> yeah. Where's the sweets gone? They're still behind me, that's great. Um, house rules. Judy was talking about um, instructions. House rules. Who's got me at home and what are they? Come on, speak up. Sorry? That's a good starting place. That's a sort of encompassing, all-encompassing rule, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Notice you're quite close to the door as well. That's quite handy. Mary. Oh, that's a good one. Not heard that one before. Matt. Yeah. Okay, that's very specific. Anybody else? Any house rules? We, oh, oh, here we go, right. Well, strangely, you should say that, because I have actually put, oh, hello, Janice. What can I say? Yes, I think, I'm just, just saying the same. Oh, otherwise, um, anyway, we won't go there. Um, I've written down a couple of house rules um, when I was thinking about instructions that were given and um, I mean I think every household has probably quite a few so these house rules are enforced rigidly in our household um, although I still get away with it so the first one is when you come in take your shoes off 
That makes logical sense, doesn't it? Um, second one, don't leave my socks inside out when I put them in the, uh, in the wash bin. Um, third one, which Judy's kind of touched on, don't leave my mug on the, uh, on the worktops. And very often, as I'm about to leave the house, don't wear that shirt. <laughs> there you go. Those, those are instructions that I think are often given. If it's not the shirt, it's don't wear those trousers, isn't it? It's, so, so it's one of those things. Um, there, are, there are other rules, of course, that, that we, we follow uh, that are important. Um, hands up who passed their driving test first time. Okay. Driving test first time. Okay. Hands up those who passed their driving test second time. And hands up those who never passed their driving test at all. Oh, sorry. I should have made I should have made an allowance for you, Mary. I always forget. Are you third time as well? So, um, very important, aren't they? Uh, rules for driving. Um, and um, Mary, which side of the road do you drive on? There is no, there is no hope. Well, can I just say that's very lucky. So, so rules are made for for the right reasons. They're there to uh, to make sure that we we don't harm each other. And of course, in addition to driving on the right side of the road, we've got the highway code, which we're all supposed to learn. I should have brought some signs this morning to ask you if you could recognise them. But there's a variety of signs. I suspect if you're like me, you don't recognize all of them. Um, and that is part of the problem sometimes. Sorry? Uh, yes, well, well, the 30 mile an hour one is one. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite books um, in the Old Testament is Proverbs. And um, there's some fantastic, there's some crackers in, in Proverbs, if you get a chance to look in there to see bits and pieces. But, one that I saw as I was just scanning through, which I thought was fantastic. Proverbs 26, verse 5, look it up. A horse needs a whip, a donkey needs a bridle, but a jackass needs a kick in the butt. That is Proverbs, and it is in the Bible. So there's some, some rules for living uh, there as well. What about um, monastic rules? Um, anybody know anything about St. Benedict? Come on, you should know. Sorry? All right, come tell us what you know about St. Benedict. All right, I'll let you off. Right, so St. Benedict of Nursia, apparently, um, was around 480 to 550. And uh, you find many abbeys, not all of them, but many, abbeys, uh, many abbeys follow the rules of St. Benedict. And they are rules of obedience uh, in daily life and recognizing that Jesus is king. So again, a set of rules to live by. Now, famously, um, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, we have a set of rules to live by. The Ten Commandments. Can anybody remember any of the Ten Commandments? Which one do you like? Oh, well, that's not going to count. You can't just say that. You've got to, you've got to tell me what it is. <laughs> there is no God before me. That's absolutely right. You shall have no other gods before me. 
Anybody think of another one? John, commit, commit adultery. Do not steal. Don't murder anymore. Love thy neighbor as thyself. No, that's not in there. So, they, they, they are, sorry, say again. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Do not covet. There's a, don't make idols, another important one. What do we mean by not making idols? Yeah, only, you can stop now, Laurie. <laughs> I don't want them all. Um, I mean, we take it, well, we don't take it for granted, but we, we, live, we live as New Testament Christians, but we are very aware of the Old Testament rules that were laid down for us for our good. And sometimes it's easy to not think that the, or it's easy to think rather that the Old, uh, Old Testament rules and the commandments may not have any bearing today. What does it mean to have no idols, basically? You shall not have any idols. I mean, if you read the Old Testament, you think it's about, you know, the golden calf, whatever it might be. But what other idols do we have in life that we set up? Football. Correct. Football, cars, money, nice houses, other people, fashion. So all the things that are laid out there in the Ten Commandments that were given to Moses are still very relevant to the lives that we lead. Jesus' command to us is to love one another as he has loved us. And we will find out a little bit more that, about that in a moment. So we're going to sing another song now. If I can ask you to stand. Brother, let me... Oh, sorry, Robin, I think we're going to get you to come and read first. I beg your pardon. Robin's going to come and read to us from John chapter 15. Thanks, Robin. Right. I'm doing it from a very battered copy of the message, so. It's John 15, 9 to 17. I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done, kept my Father's commands and made myself at home in his love. I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. You didn't choose me, remember, I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. But remember the root command, love one another. It's like one of those weather houses, isn't it, today, with Adrian and I going in and out. <laughs> and I've got the difficult bit. I think, anyway. How do we actually put that into practice? Oh, sorry. How do we put that into practice? How do we show people and how do we actually love each other? Which is, it sounds easy. Love is a very short word, isn't it? And a very simple word. Most people can spell it quite early on. 
but it's a really, really difficult word to put into practice and to demonstrate. God says, love one another as I have loved you. That's pretty big. Is it even possible? I'd say no. We're all, the Bible calls us sinners, but that just means we've messed up. We've all messed up in some way. And even if we haven't broken those commands that we heard just now, we might have thought something that makes us break those commands. Because the Bible says that even if you think those things, you've messed up. So we've all messed up. Anybody who doesn't make any mistakes is, well, a miracle. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. We should always be trying. So let's think of a couple of examples. I'm going to ask a volunteer in a minute. You're ready to go to a birthday party. Imagine you're younger. Charlotte, can you help me with this? And you're going to a birthday party. Your parents have messed up and you're really, really late. And you're itching to go to this birthday party and they've got things to do. And then the car is a puncture and you're really, really cross. How do you feel? You get that you've missed all the best bits. Maybe the food. You feel disappointed. Anything else? Hungry? <laughs> Anybody else? Frustrated? Cross? Angry with your parents, maybe? But the Bible says that love is patient. So you sit there waiting for your parents, like I sit waiting for Adrian sometimes when we're ready to go out, and I'm ready to go out. And you're patient. And patient is really hard, isn't it? It's really hard to be patient. But the Bible says try. Try to be patient. Or you see a new, a new person at school. They've just come into school. And this might happen a lot in the next term, mightn't it? For all of you, whatever year you're in at school, and for some of us at work as well, we see somebody new, they arrive, and nobody's really helping them, and they, bit, they stand out on their own. And when it comes to break time, they're standing in a corner. What should we do? What do you think? What do you reckon we should do? Any volunteers from over there? Mary. Go and say hello. Make them feel a bit welcome. Maybe sit by them. Just be friendly. And the Bible said we should be nice, and we should be loving, and we should be accepting. Another example. What if you're winning all the prizes at school? You're really kind of, I got the prize. I was first. I was first. And somebody else doesn't quite make any prizes at prize giving. How do you feel? Do you feel like, way, that's, I, I'm really good at this. Do you feel like that? Is that good or is it bad? It's not great, is it? It's very easy to feel like that, but it's not great. So what should we do? We shouldn't be proud. The Bible says we should try not to be proud. The only thing we should be proud in is God's love, I suppose. So you've got a huge candy bar. I haven't got any huge candy bars. I've only got a handful more. But you've got a huge bar of chocolate. And you're sitting there thinking, if I share this, there's too many friends around. I'm going to get one square. Whereas I could have a lot more. Ask Adrian about the box of Thorntons that he took to his shed once. <laughs> He even had to hang them in the top of his shed so the mice didn't get them. But I wasn't allowed one. <laughs> no, the Bible says we shouldn't do that. <laughs> it just it actually just occurred to me. <laughs> I'm trying, Laurie, I'm trying. This is my thing is I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> so you, you've broken something at home. Maybe it's your mum's best mug or your dad's favourite mug. 
or it's one of the other children's toys or something like that. You've broken something. Do you own up? Are you honest? Are you truthful? The Bible says we've got to try and be truthful. And the Bible's got so much to teach us about loving one another. Loving one another is not the mushy, gushy kind of love. It's not the kind of, oh, put your arm around me kind of always, always kind of love. It isn't always like that. It's the love that gives and serves. Can you think of some really good attributes of people who love? Patience, yeah. We've mentioned some of them already. Far away. Kindness. <laughs> Sounds like you're keeping a record. Whose side you want? Support, yes. Persistence, keep trying. Oh, yeah, always thinks the best of others. That's hard too sometimes, isn't it? What about trust? If you tell somebody something and they're a friend of yours, you don't want to hear that coming back from 20 other people, do you? If you trust somebody, if you love somebody, then trust is really, really important. You can trust them with maybe confidences. You can trust them with all kinds of things. But trust is, in my mind, trust is like up there. It's one of the best attributes there is. But the one thing that God's love does is spread joy. When we're trying to love people, we're trying to show God's love to people, it spreads joy. We are living the way that Jesus showed us, and that's the way that we find joy and we see joy in the world. And just because we think we can't ever manage it perfectly doesn't mean to say that we don't try.